Hey, what up, Long Beach? Welcome back to our weekly podcast here at the562.org. I'm JJ. He's Mike. He's Tyler. We've got a hot topic button issue for you this week. It's coaching in the amateur ranks and what we've seen recently that might change your opinion on it. But first and foremost, we have got to shout out and thank everyone who got involved with Long Beach Gives last week, the562.org, a part of that organization that do so much for Long Beach nonprofits, and it helped us have our most successful fundraiser ever. Mike, this community just continues to support us and be amazing, and I'm never not amazed by it. No, it's really, it means a lot to us. Obviously, we need money to continue to exist as an organization that's giving its content away for free, but it is also emotionally gratifying to us, like JJ said. Um, I just want to shout out, we had a number of donors step up with big checks that were matching gifts or uh, major donations. So a big thank you, as always, to Marilyn Bowl. Um, Carl Cohn also uh, came through in a huge way. Um, Ryan Thies uh, and Mike Callen both um, stepped up with really big donations. So we, uh, we're, we're very, very grateful to them and to everyone who donated because um, you guys did break our record for most donors on a Long Beach Gives Day as well, which means that it wasn't just people stepping up with those big checks. It was also people helping where they could, you know, with five dollars, ten dollars. Um, that's what we need. We need that whole spectrum in order to keep uh, keep operating. So thank you so much, like JJ said. And I would add, by the way, since JJ said this is a um, Hot Topic uh, button issue, I did used to get my buttons from Hot Topic. So this is an exciting podcast for me. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, no, and, you, you know, what's what makes the 562 unique is that we are a nonprofit. And so we're, we're out here covering games and, you know, we think we are providing the best coverage around and we do hear that. Uh, a lot from from all of our readers and you know the the way we do it is a unique way right so we we can't really point to a lot of other examples but you know think of us as the sort of netflix of long beach sports you know you pay how many subscription services are we all you know tied in with nowadays disney plus and hulu and you know all the different places you know we we view that as we have a platform where we are doing the best to keep long beach sports culture alive to highlight the athletes, to give them a keepsake for the rest of their lives where they can show their kids and they can show their grandkids what they look like when they were in high school playing these games. And so um, we're really proud of that. And so I think it's just messaging that to the community to say, if you want this to be around, if you want this for Long Beach, because we know a lot of other areas also want something like this that don't have it. And so we're, we care about Long Beach. We want it for our community. So if you are like-minded <laughs> and you want this to stick around, that's the way to do it. And so the fundraising aspect will continue for us because we want to make sure we can be around for years, decades, generations to come and you know bring up new talent with our internship program, which has led to more opportunities and more coverage for everybody. So uh, we think we have a plan for it. We just need everybody that's in a position to give to do that so we can keep offering this great coverage for free to everyone in our community. I think that everyone who's played sports can think of a coach or a mentor or something like that who uh, really had an influence on their life, as much influence as a brother, a sister, a mother or father could have. Because when you're participating in those types of events growing up, they are really formative and performance reflect leadership. And it is very important that you have mature, capable, kind and smart adults in charge. That starts and stops for me with sports. Like everybody talks about college and the college athletics, how the athletic department is really the front porch 
of the university. It really is what you see first. And that has a lot to do with the head coaches. We've seen it at Long Beach State. We have some incredible head coaches at Long Beach State. And their programs being successful also is not a coincidence. We've also seen some things recently here in our fair city that makes us not as happy or excited where the performance is reflecting leadership and the leadership may be lacking in some way, shape or form where an adult is doing something you would never want a kid to do, but that adult is in charge of those kids and then the kids end up acting up and it's, it's really not a surprise right now. I want to be upfront. This is not a podcast saying that he did it. Okay. But ever since I see some things, I look at people differently. <laughs> And I'm not going to call out people's names or their schools or what happened, but I think that it's important to say that uh, there are things that happen that we as a, as a community, as a sports community, need to talk about, need to discuss so that they don't happen anymore. Do you guys agree? All right. Well, let, you know, let me start by offering a caveat. Uh, old, old Mikey caveats at it again. Uh, we, we obviously, all three of us have got nothing but respect for anyone who chooses to dedicate their life towards uh, coaching kids. No one's doing that for the money. Um, I spend a significant amount of my time coaching youth baseball at this point. I'm certainly not in it for the money. We're aware of what the stipends uh, at the high school level are. So at no point are we looking to say, this coach isn't doing it right. This coach isn't doing it, you know, as the way that I would do it, whatever. However, like it is obvious when you have games that, um, that aren't being, that aren't ending with that handshake, right? That there's, there's something that could be going differently and that we wish were, was going differently. So yeah, if you, if you've watched our highlights, Mike and I made the decision in 2007 to show post game handshakes. We think that's important as members of a sports community compete really hard and then respect your competitor. It's an important lesson to learn. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, and so again, like like JJ said, at no point sort of looking at individual coaches, assistant coaches, whatever. But um, but I, but I do think there's like we're at a moment where we need to just talk a little bit about some of the sports culture and and how that's coming out of coaching. And I, my my opening salvo would be high school sports first and foremost are supposed to be about the kids. It's not supposed to be about rivalries between um, coaches, between whatever else. Obviously, sometimes that stuff's part of the story. And I would never say, like, if your kid plays for Spud O'Neill at Lakewood, plays for Carl Bugs, like, obviously, there's a pride in playing for, you know, one of those big figureheads that has all these historic accomplishments. But at the end of the day, I, I always most appreciate coaches who want to do nothing but talk about their kids after the game. It's not a, look at what I did. Look at this awesome plan that I had. It's a, didn't this kid play great? You know, this kid, um, we, we would always make fun of, uh, of Nate Burstell, who is a cross-country coach that we covered, who's now on our, um, now on our board and is a good friend of all of ours. Uh, make fun of him in a friendly way, but, like, Nate would come up to you after his team had won, like, a 12th straight league title and instead of going, yeah, like I got another league title, he would go, our JV runner PR'd by a minute and a half, right? Like, and that he was always sort of the most extreme example of that kind of like sportsmanship and attitude. Like, you certainly don't expect everyone to be like the most extreme example of it. But I always dude, have, he would come up, he would come up to us and talk about runners from other schools right, while right, winning championships. Right, right. And so I, I just think there's like. Everyone needs at least a dash. If you're putting your recipe together, right? Everyone needs a dash of that. A dash of, I'm happy for this kid on the other team. A dash of, look at how great my team is. You know, what they did. Not look at me as their leader, but 
look at what they did and, I, and I'm keeping myself in a secondary way, you know, and I, I think that that's, um, that's, that's important. I do. I think that that's really an important part of this because, uh, no one that we cover is Deion Sanders. You know, it's like, we don't, we don't have anyone in Long Beach who was a, a, a almost world series MVP and <laughs> Super Bowl champ. You know what I mean? Like all of us, including us, like we don't put ourselves in a lot of our videos unless we're asking for money, basically, for that for the same reason. Like, I don't think in order to watch your kid play quarterback, you should have to look at my face. You know what I mean? So that's why we always sort of point the camera at the kids. And um, and I, I hope that that's something we can kind of all agree if we're working at youth sports that, you know, that's ultimately what the, what the focus is. Yeah, and, you know, we talked on a recent podcast about um... – you know, what was going on in the stands, taking opportunities away from kids, right? Where it was fans getting into fights or threatening a gun or bringing a gun, whatever may or may not, wasn't substantiated, right? And so we knew that there was a scarcity of these opportunities for kids to, to have games and to have these experiences. So I think what we're all saying is there's also another component of sports that we think is super important, which is the play hard, like play for your teammates, you know, have pride and tenacity and all those things that we love and we highlight in our coverage, right? We want to see teams playing hard. We want to see them battling and, you know, and going up to that line and not crossing into unsportsmanlike. Um, but then there also is a lesson to be learned where that final buzzer goes. You probably have grievances with decisions you made, decisions the officials made, what your maybe a, a play call that you question, whatever it is. And you just have to put all of those emotions aside. You have to just, you know, find a way to kind of switch your brain from competitor mode to, hey, I'm going to show respect to the other side because that was fun and it may have gone your way or not gone your way. But every time there's a consistency to saying, hey, we're going to, you know, put down our swords, so to speak, and it's time to let that be in the past. The game's over. And then now we're just we're just people showing respect. And so when we don't see that, I think it's kind of where we wanted to talk about it and make sure, hey, we still think this is important. Let's try to figure some of these things out and, and make sure that this is always a part of amateur sports and that lessons are being taught beyond just what's happening during the game. Well, let's talk about some hot button stuff then. Number one, I want my head coach, whether I'm a player, an assistant coach, a member of the staff on campus or the principal, I don't care. I want my head coach, when you're in the locker room, to look at his players, his or her players, and say, we're going to kick their butt, right? I want that confidence. I want that swag. But then that... You want him to but say that, butt? But, you, want, you want him to say butt specifically? <laughs> hey, it's a family-friendly show, Michael. Okay, okay. No, I'm just saying, but like someone could hear that and go, oh, JJ doesn't want him to say the A word. But that's not what you're saying. You're just saying you want that emotion. Aperol spritz? And then yeah. you're just not saying oh, the word. Yeah, yeah. okay. Hey, uh, Jason Brown wasn't saying butt. He was, saying. Yeah. Uh, we want to yeah. kick their bleep. Is that okay? I want them to say we're yeah, going to yeah, kick their yeah, bleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when they get onto the field or the court or whatever, that coach should never say something like that to an opposing player. Coach, Adult coaches should not be yelling obscenities or intimidating remarks to the players on the other team, full stop. There is no reason for an adult to talk to a child like that. And then if you think it's a coincidence that your players are getting 15-yard penalties after the whistle because they're talking too much, you think that's not from you, the coach? That's absolutely re performance-reflecting leadership. That stuff's got to stop, man. Grow up. I will say that that is sort of something that I've noticed more this season than in previous seasons is just a lot more dialogue between 
coaches, uh, any level of coach, head coach, assistant, whatever, um, to players from the other team. And, and sometimes that's, you know, sort of good natured, casual stuff, but sometimes it does get into the trash talk realm, which I think, you know, we do have to scale that back. Like, there's competitors up and down <laughs> every football sideline, right? Like they put in time and effort that, as Mike pointed out earlier, they're not being really compensated for at a <laughs> justifiable level. Um, and, and they want to win and they want to make sure that their players are motivated. But there is a certain line there. And I think keeping it focused on your team, your players and encouragement and less like trying to get in the head of a 16 or 17 year old kid is a little, yeah, that's, that's the part where it's like, if your players are talking a little bit and chirping on each other, that's one thing, but we don't necessarily need the coaches to jump in too. Yeah. Dude, if you, if you're old enough to rent a car, you should not be intimidating somebody who's not old enough to vote. <laughs> I, I like that. And then if those, if the laws change those ages, JJ, unless, unless JJ, one, one exception, if you're the, if you're the modern day quarterback, you can do it because you're playing. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, you can't. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I couldn't, couldn't agree with that uh, more, Jage. I think that's, a, that's well said, and I agree with Tyler. I think we've definitely all seen an uptick in that. Um, in football specifically, because of all of the neutral space, you're not generally going to hear a basketball coach or a volleyball coach or someone where uh, the, the kids' parents are within earshot. <laughs> You're not going to hear it as much in other sports. Well, you mentioned Coach Prime. I mean, Deion Sanders uh, revolutionizing the uh, post-NIL world in college football, just telling the truth all the time. I absolutely love it. I think I think it's great. The first two wins for them made so much dang money for that city, for that university, for that state. It's so great. You then get humbled with two losses in the Pac-12 because that's what you are. You're Colorado in the Pac-12. And he's been consistent the whole time, just being that positive energy for those kids and bringing his mom into the locker room for post-game talks. Like, I am loving everything he's doing. I can also see how some people might, like, you know, get rubbed the wrong way or whatever because they don't want their coach out there in the front. But like I said... I like people who lead from the front, man. Do, do you guys like what Prime is doing and kind of what that coaching style? Because you know people are going to copy it. That's what sports are. It's a copycat league. Uh, you know, I, I really like Dion specifically. The, the issue sort of similar to where you, you might have liked The Matrix or Lord of the Rings, but you hated the 15 knockoffs that came after them, right? Like, I don't think it's a good... Reloaded for life, bro. Like, I don't think it's a good idea for anyone to try and emulate Deion Sanders because that's a very unique person, right? Like, Trent Dilfer should not be trying to be like Deion Sanders because he's not Deion Sanders, right? Trent Dilfer, who also really put himself out there as the figurehead of his uh, college uh, college team last week, but in a much more negative way. Um, and, yeah, I would just emphasize what JJ said, like, None of us think coaches or sports should be boring. I have no problem with kids trash-talking each other, kids trash-talking each other on social media, as long as you're not crossing the sort of obvious lines of, you know, hate speech and stuff like that. But, like, um, I always tell people the story, like, if you want to know how important high school sports are in Long Beach, just down the street from me, my wife and I live near Milliken, carved into the concrete in front of a church over here is the words, we beat Lakewood, because a Millican baseball team that had not beaten Lakewood in a while was walking home from school and saw some wet concrete. Like, that's part of it. And, you know, we, we had a, an issue where a couple administrators at the school district were really upset um, a few years ago because we quoted a kid saying uh, that they don't like Lakewood. 
right? Like, oh, we, I, I think they might have said, like, oh, we hate those guys or something. It was that in a preview. Is, it was in a preview, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, was, it was guaranteed that those two teams were going to be fighting, and he was like, we don't like Lakewood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, like, that's true. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, we all grew – if you grew up playing high school sports, yes, like, there's schools, there's programs you don't like. You don't want kids to carry that into unsportsmanlike actions, right, where they're, 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 they're going beyond the whistle or stuff like that. But, like, sport, in my opinion, and I have the experience, as we all do, of having been a 16-year-old boy – like sports are the healthy place to get that stuff out, not in yes. xenophobia or whatever else, but in going, this is my team. That's their team. When we get into the playoffs, I might be rooting for them. When this kid goes to the major leagues, I might be rooting for him. But today I really want to kick those guys butts. Like sports is the healthy place to do that. That's why I've got my kids in sports You know, <laughs> in part, you know, is like it gives you a place to channel that stuff that if you've got the right coach, it's being directed in a in a positive way, right? And I, I think that that's uh, not only something to not be afraid of, but it's something to kind of like welcome. You want some fire in in that. And I, I agree with JJ. Like, Dion's been awesome at making – like, he's promoting college football games like they're big like – like it's a prize fight, right? Like, he's giving you a storyline to care about. I You guys know I don't ever watch college football. I have watched every Colorado game so far this year. It's uh, like it's 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 must see TV to me because of those personalities. And then to our earlier point, I think Dion's done a great job of elevating Travis Hunter as much as he's elevated himself, elevating his son Shadur as much as he's elevated himself. He's not just saying this is about my story. He is making sure that that camera is going on to his kids as well. Well, and they are ultimately the beneficiary and more immediately than ever before, right? Because of NIL, because they immediately have those opportunities to turn their stardom into you know, immediate income and then also get a better look at playing at the next level. So, um, yeah, I, I love what Prime's doing. I think it's going to be hard to replicate that because there's not a lot of personalities like Prime that come with the the bona fides of like, hey, he was the guy. Like, he might be the best football player or best one of the best professional athletes of all time. And so when you have that and you have his charisma and, you know, his coaching ability, like that's that's a <laughs> that's going to be a tough cocktail to replicate, let's be honest, right? So, I know a lot of people will try, but it's it's also awesome for for players that are now getting an opportunity to say, "Hey, I can be a coach at a high level." Um and and let's be honest, there has not been a lot of coaches that look like Deion Sanders that have been given these type of opportunities. And so, if he's breaking through and being a pioneer to have more black men coaching in major college football, that is a great thing uh for the sport. And so, I love that that's hopefully a trend that's going to happen to where it's not just the white players getting an opportunity to be the commentators and be the head coaches and get all the big money that we're opening that door to a lot more people. And I think Dion's a great, um, you know, first, first guy through the door, so to speak, to be that player that turns into a high level coach. Um, also going back to the comment about the, the hating the other team, I think it's important to draw that distinction of like, you can hate the laundry, but love the competitor. You know, it's like to say like, oh, we, you know, for Milliken to say like, oh, we hate Lakewood. Like, it's one thing to say like they hate the idea of Lakewood or they hate that side of the rivalry, but you don't hate the player. You know what I mean? Like, you're not saying I hate you personally. You just are hyping yourself up to play hard and to be motivated. But that's why the handshake is so important, because you can say all week, I hate that like institution or that idea. You play them. You play the game, you play hard, you give it your all, and then you say, like, 
I don't like <laughs> the team the team you play for, whatever, but like I'm still going to shake your hand and look you in the eye and be like, great game, I'll see you next year. So um, that, that's, the, that's the beauty of sports, and we want to see that carry on. I also – so when I was in high school, we used to write stuff on our shirts. Like I think there's a lot of teams out there that do like slang, like sayings on the back of shirts or like hashtag something or whatever. So but when I was in high school before Twitter, we would just write stuff on the shirts. And one of the things I would write on some of my workout shirts was uh, what are you about, right? So if you ask yourself that question in any situation, athletic, personal, family, whatever, what are you about? it kind of starts to become clear where you're going and and what your motivations are. Uh, I think coaches in general and their programs, both high school and college, specifically amateur, not professional. I think a lot of amateur coaches need to do a better job of projecting what they're about, right? Like hard and fast rules in situations that will send the message, not only to your players, to your fans, but just to the community at large, that this is our program. And this is what we're about. For example, I was thinking about this one the other day. If I were a high school football coach, I would score all the time in home games, okay? If I wanna like replace my starters in the second half with my JV kids, whatever, that's fine. But we're not gonna stop trying to score. We're gonna throw the ball, cause we're at home. But if I take that same team on the road and we're up three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, I'm not trying to score. Because I wanna teach my kids and my community that when somebody invites you over to their house, you don't rub your shoes all over their couch, okay? You wipe your shoes off, you come in, you're respectful, and you beat the crap out of them, and then you shake their hands and you leave, right? That's what I want my program to be about. I think coaches could get away with more stuff and almost like have like a little caveat in the background where if you promote that this is what I'm about, and then a kid does something wrong or a coach does something wrong or whatever, you can say, hey man, that's not what we're about here. This is what we do. And it kind of can save you. More transparency in those coaching lessons, I think will lead to less on-field and off-field tomfoolery. I'm generally pro blowout, as you know, but I agree with your your philosophy on like state like state it clearly. So like if clearly. It, like, put, like, it on the, put it on the freaking right. side of the gym. Right. Like to like if I'm coaching a football team and we're playing a team on the road that's worse than us, like we're I'm getting my guys film. I'm like that's like and you, you and I, like, we might disagree on that to some extent, right? But I think it's important, the clarity of, like, this is what we do, this is what we don't do, and then sticking to that. Um, I think we have seen, generally speaking, that the coaches who uh, do that tend to be more successful. <laughs> yep. They've got rings to prove it, my guy. All right. Well, one thing's for sure. Uh, this is never going to be an issue that gets settled. Uh, and again, I, you know, thank you to everyone who's coaching the kids in Long Beach. Very excited for this week's games. It is rivalry week, not by coincidence. We've got Polly Wilson, the oldest rivalry in the city. Uh, and a lot of people like to tell me that's not a rivalry. Let me just say we have a, a there's a guy who I think was on Polly's 1958 CIF championship who will be on the sideline for the Polly Wilson game in a wheelchair that was the game he picked for the one time he's coming back to Long Beach to see a football game he was like Polly Wilson we used to play it at the Rose Bowl (laughs) I love that we've also got Milliken Lakewood uh which you know that that is a historic rivalry uh certainly in baseball probably even a little bit more than football but they're playing for a trophy over there with the Hamilton. We can't wait to see all those games. So if you want that and everything Long Beach sports, please stick to the 562.org. Smash that subscribe button. Spread the word. 
We have got a lot of good momentum going right now, like we said at the top of the show, with Long Beach Gives and Give Butter, both available right now for you to help out. So let us know. Let us know what you can do. And let us know where you're going to be on Friday night, because we'll probably see you in the stands. Take care, Long Beach.